This is Sam Anderson, lead pastor at Central Church. Thank you for listening to the Central Church Podcast. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. And to keep up with everything happening in our faith community, visit centralchurch.cc. Uh, when I was telling him that, like that night, um, Jason, if you don't know Jason, he usually sits like right there. Jason um, came up to me and was like, hey, man, I want to take you out to, uh, to dinner tomorrow. Is that cool? And I was like, are you about to quit? And he was like, no, man, no, I don't want to talk to you about anything like that. I just want to talk to you. And I was like, if you don't quit, just quit now. You don't got to buy me a meal, bro. I'm whatever. And he was like, no, no, like, for real, I want to, I want to, like, take you guys out to eat. So he literally took us out to eat. We're at Red Robin. If you don't know what Red Robin is, Red Robin is magnifique, right? It's, like, it's just like, it's like, I mean, it's like bar food. It's just burgers and fries. But if you get a burger, son, listen, you get bottomless French fries. Can I get an amen? <laughs> Everybody here is like, I get with that. Okay. So, and then if you get clever, listen, this is just trust me. Trust me. Okay. Um, if you get bottomless fries, every time they bring them back, you ask for a refill, right? You're like, right? They come back and you can be like, yo, make them bad boys garlic parm, right? And they'll bring them back. And then you can be like, yo, put the dry rub on the next ones, right? And so you just be, you just be, I get a burger. I don't even eat the burger. I just change the fries up. So anyway, so he took us out. And I'm like, so why are we here? And he's like, man, I just wanted to, just wanted to love on you guys, man, because you weren't, you know, you haven't been feeling the greatest. And I was like, oh, thanks, right? And he really didn't quit. So at least that night. So that was cool. And then, um. Then I get a text message from Quinn, and Quinn, Quinn's like, hey, homie. It's just funny how they talk. Uh, Jason's like, hey, man, can we? And then Quinn's like, homie. If you've ever talked to Quinn, most times he'll greet you like that, homie. But don't think because he opens his arms, he wants a hug. He doesn't want a hug, okay? Don't hug him. <laughs> because I've tried to do that, and he's just like, he don't even close his arms. He's like, just looks down at you, right? So anyway, so he's like, man, let's go out to eat. So we went to Coney Island, right? Uh, national, uh, na- national Coney, I don't know, Coney Island National, whatever, who cares? And uh, we're there, and <laughs> first thing that happens, we sit down at the table, I promise. We're sitting down at the table, and we're at the, we're, I mean, we're large gentlemen, and we're sitting there like this. And he, he just like pulls out this bag, this unmarked bag, and he sets it on the table, <laughs> And he slides it across the table to me, and I pick it up, and I'm like, what the heck is this? And I pull it out, and it's a pill bottle. And he goes, bro, you're from Florida. We're from Michigan. You get sun, we don't. You need to take vitamin D. <laughs> so for the past, like, week, I've been taking vitamin D, and I pro- you can ask my wife, I've been tap dancing around the house. If y'all don't take vitamin, vitamin D, that has nothing to do with any of this. All that to say, if you don't take vitamin D, go take some vitamin D, man. I've been like, I've been, woo. I've been feeling like happy feet. If you don't believe that, you could go look at Sam or Amber's uh, Instagram or Snapchat story from the wedding last night, man. I, I was busting a groove, so nobody says that anymore, right? Bust a groove. All right. So anyway, so this morning... Uh, I'm pumped to be here to talk about this, but all of that is kind of misleading because we've been talking about different subject matter from the Psalms. And this morning, they saw fit, we saw fit, to let me talk about anger. 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 Um, This, vitamin D or no vitamin D, 
is a very uh, is a very real subject matter for me because historically. Um, I wouldn't say I'm an angry person, right? But don't push me, you feel me? And uh, I, I'm not an angry person, but probably ever since like, like my teenage years, I wasn't just like the angry teen that was like, no, mom. I was like the angry teen that was like, like I'll just, I won't tell you the whole story. I'm just gonna let you think the worst. But me and a teacher had a, a confrontation and I actually picked up a trash can and threw the trash can at my teacher. Like that's, that's a real, right? That's a real thing. And so um, anger has been something that I've struggled with throughout my adolescence, throughout my, uh, uh, my teen life, right? And then a little bit into adulthood. And uh, luckily, it's never been an issue like that in like marriage or anything like that because y'all know Carmen. Carmen would slap me real quick. But, but it still manifests itself in different ways. This is a true story. I was uh, dropping off uh, the Dunkelberg's fire pit. They let us borrow the fire pit. And <laughs> like a true Puerto Rican, I kept it like three weeks too long. And then I was going to drop it off. You can laugh at that. It's okay. And I was going to drop it off. And when I dropped it off, I was leaving their neighborhood. Right? And so I'm sitting in the car. And I'm like, I, I cracked the window. I, I always lock myself out of the car. And so I always crack a window when I get out of the car so I can get myself back in. I just, I learned. And so I have the window cracked. And so I start the car and I turn to go and, and, and shut the window back. And I'm like watching it go up. And as I'm watching it go up, I look real quick in my, in my mirror to make sure nobody's coming. I finish watching it roll up. Nobody is coming down the entire street. I roll the window up. I'm like, all right, straight. And I go to pull out. And all of a sudden, boom, like this car just flew by me. And they were like, ah, ah, like swerved around us. We're on a residential street. They were probably not, not even exaggerating. They were probably going about 50 miles an hour. Just boom, flew by us, right? Or flew by me. I was alone, <laughs> which is why this story happened. And um, I, I'm, I'm driving behind. I'm like, dang, what the heck? And all of a sudden, I see three heads in the car, and all of a sudden, the one in the passenger seat rolls down the window, hangs out the window, and gives me two middle fingers. And I'm looking, and all three of them boys were fit, like 16, 17 years old, a bunch of teenagers in there. I'm like, y'all don't even know. I slap teenagers around, and I get paid for it. Like, don't try me, you know what I mean? And so immediately, my fuse is like lit. And I'm like, he just gave me not one, but two middle fingers. I'm on this bad boy, right? And so he, like, they think they're slick. They think they're going to pull out and, like, just zoom, zoom the other way. So they, they go to the exit of the neighborhood. Lo and behold, it's the same exit of the neighborhood I got to go to, right? So we pull up. They're going left. I'm going right. And I pull up next to them. And, <laughs> like, I could see the one in the backseat turning around looking the whole time I was driving. And I pull up next to them. And as soon as I pulled up, I just looked out the car and I was like, And he rolls down the window, and I'm, obviously I'm not going to say it, but he's like, F you. I was like, where's your mom, bro? What the heck? And I'm like, bro, no, what are you doing? And he's like, F you, you almost killed us. I was like, son, y'all are going 55 on like a five mile an hour road. You almost killed you. Are you dumb? Right? And again, this is where the fuse is getting lower and lower. And, <laughs> and uh, so the guy, the, the guy in the passenger seat, again, he's like 16, he's smoking. He's not even, I mean, this doesn't matter, but he's not even holding it right. He's like, and he leans forward around his little homie and he's like, F you, bro, you're a wussy, but you know the word, right? And so he said, and I was like, oh. <laughs> so that's when my fuse 
reached ground zero, and then that's when Old Rich came out. <laughs> and I was like, yo, I started clapping for anybody. That, this is bad, okay? When you start clapping, it's bad. So I, I look over and I'm like, yo. And then they said, uh, all three of us will get out and roll you, bro. And I didn't know if that was a fat joke at first. <laughs> then, I, then, I realized, then I realized that it's just terminology for, we'll, you know, we'll fight you. And I think, I don't know. I'm telling myself that. And so, Red Robin, okay. So, um, so he said that, and I was like, oh, for So then my window went from half mass to all the way down, and I'm leaned out the window now with one arm pointing at him, and I'm like... I'm like, yo, yeah, all three of you. And I was like, and I looked around the car, and I was like, actually, no, all three of y'all are soft. Y'all really think y'all want some? Let's go. And as I'm running my mouth, I promise the Lord was like, shh, because I'm running my mouth. I'm looking at the kid in the back seat, and I'm like, yo, you were really, and as I'm running my mouth, the dude in the front seat grabbed a, a Slurpee, a big Slurpee, and threw it out my car, and they went, eh, and I'm not even like, he just threw it out the window, all over my car. <laughs> I'm not even lying. <laughs> Boom, all over my car. And I was like, and I went like this. I went, oh, for real. And they were like, oh, oh. And when I said, oh, for real, I went, I'm not even lying. I'm, I'm just going to be real with you. I went to open my door because I was going to get out and just snatch one of them up. And I was like, oh, for real? And they were like, oh. And the other one went, drive, 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 drive. And they went, eh. And they pulled off and left. And I'm not even lying. For about five minutes, I, I turned right because <laughs> I was like, no, you're a youth pastor. And, and as I'm driving down the road, I'm not lying, for about five minutes, I thought to myself, I'm going to go back. I'm going to drive right back to the house, and I'm going to stay on that street, and I'm going to wait for that car to pass. And when they pass, it's on and popping, right? Then I started thinking about what teenagers from the youth group are the baddest, so I could call them up, and we could just have a, <laughs> have a Gangs of New York brawl, right? So when I tell you <laughs> that... I'm so ashamed. <laughs> it's the truth, dude. You got, look, there's Carmen. You guys, Carmen. As soon as I, I came to the church, I had picked up food, too. I walked in the door, and I was like this. I set the food on her desk. She was like, uh-oh, what happened? I was like, you're not even going to believe this. Three of, these little, three of these kids just threw a freaking Slurpee at the car. Man, I was about to go back and blah, blah, blah. And Carmen, Carmen's like, she's gangster, but she's like legal gangster. So she goes, Oh, yeah, you should have followed them and videotaped their license plate and called the cops. <laughs> what are they going to do? None? I do better than that, right? So all that to say, <laughs> the anger is a very real thing for me still to this day, okay? Uh, this, uh, this situation is, is kind of rare, um, but other situations, like when people talk down to my wife or uh, when people uh, talk slick to other people in front of me that I care about or different things like that, my fuse is kind of short on those things. I've been told many times that I just look angry all the time. Like, if I'm walking around, like, what are you mad at, bro? You look angry. Why do you look so angry, right? Carmen will tell me to remind my face that, like, God loves me, right? She'll be like, just remind your face to smile. And I'm like... 
it's a real thing for me. But perhaps the biggest milestone in my life for having to deal with anger in a real way, so much that it was spiritually heavy, was about a year and a half ago, just before we moved here, uh, we were working uh, at another church, right? And I'm not going to go into much detail because it might be listening. What's up? And um, we have a podcast, so. And so um, we were working there and just, we only worked there for like 13 months. And over the course of that time, there was a lot of... um, just being straightforward, there's a lot of manipulation, a lot of lies, a lot of misdirection, um, just a lot of, a lot of things being swept under the rug, a lot of things kind of being uh, uh, put out there and then to keep us around or keep us happy and just a lot of things happening. And again, with my, my history, I don't do well when I can tell people are trying to play me for a fool, right? And so my fuse was already lit from the beginning and it just when it finally wore down because the situation we were in, I couldn't just, I couldn't just explode. So instead I imploded. I held all of it in. I bottled it all up. And eventually it it went from being angry and bitter and all these things uh, uh, like that, that were very aggressive. It it internalized and it became like a weight that would just hold me down. And after a while it became just something that exhausted me. I woke up every day angry. I woke up every day mad. I woke up every day just agitated, just ready to fight whoever, right? And, and I'll never forget, we're sitting in the driveway back in Florida, and it was one of the worst days, or not the worst, but one of the worst-er days that I was having. I don't know. And um, I guess my face was not showing Jesus too much. And we're in the car, and we're just parked in our driveway, driveway and Carmen goes, all right, so just tell me what's wrong. Like, just lay it all out there. Tell me what's wrong. Everything. So I'm like, all right. So I start talking to her. And in the middle of explaining it, just kind of getting into it, I remember feeling so overwhelmed. Like, I felt like I was drowning from how my anger was making me feel that I just, I couldn't even talk. Like, I started crying. I just put my head in my hands, and I was just, like, literally, like, Tobey Maguire as Peter Parker on Spider-Man <laughs> Like that, like the, like the gif that they make of Toby, like that ugly crying. I was doing that. And she just started crying with me. And she was like, this would change everything for me. I didn't realize how I was being. She said, listen, I will do whatever I have to do to make this better for you. Because this isn't you. I don't know if you've noticed this, but you're not the same person. You're, you're so angry at everybody all the time. And I can't stand to see you like this anymore. And it clicked with me. And I was like, man, I would never describe myself as being angry all the time and angry at everybody. Olivia would come up to me and she'd be like, you know, she'd, she'd be Olivia. She'd be like a three-year-old at the time, right? And she'd say something and I'd be like, okay, yeah, go do this. And she wouldn't do it because she's a three-year-old and I would just, like, I would just, I'd be like, hey, I thought I told you to go in there and do that. Go, go. You're in timeout now. Go. No, go, right? Like, I would just lose it for the dumbest stuff because I was just out of character. It was changing me and I didn't even notice it. For a lot of us, that's a very real thing for you. For a lot of us, for many of us, I won't even say a lot of us, I won't speak for you, but maybe for some of you, you're at the place where you feel that right now. 
It's intense right now. It's burning its brightest right now. You have something or someone that you have anger or bitterness or frustration directed towards, and you're starting to feel those things manifest themselves, right? Maybe you're on the other side of that where you don't even feel them for anybody. You're kind of feeling like that with God. You're feeling frustrated with God. You're feeling angry with God. You're kind of questioning some things that God might be doing, right? And, and those th- maybe, maybe you're even past that. Maybe you've had those feelings for so long that they've taken root inside of you and you just learn how to live with it. That's where I was at. I just learned how to live with it. And then it becomes part of you and you don't even realize how it's changing you, right? Maybe that's you. Maybe you're at the place where you realize that that's how it is and you need to do something about it. But for some reason or another, you can't bring yourself to let go of it or you don't know how to approach God with those things. How do you go to God and just be brutally honest with him and say, God, listen, you know so-and-so. Like, you really know so-and-so. You know why I'm this mad. You know how dumb they are. Like, they are really dumb, for real. Hide your kids, hide your, okay. You know, you know, this is why I'm, God, I'm so mad at them that I could just, oh, I could just go in on them, right? Like, God, I'm so, how do you go to God and do that? and still feel like you're doing the right thing? How do you go to God and say to God, God, I've been praying and praying and praying and praying and I'm trying and I'm trying to stay hopeful because everybody tells me, stay hopeful, the joy of the Lord is your strength. And I'm trying to do all that, but God, I can't see how you're doing anything for me. You're not answering my prayers. You're not even talking back to me. God, I'll even take a no at this point, but you're not even saying that. How do you go to God And be that honest with God. How do we do that and still feel okay? We can't even admit to other people when we feel like that. We bottle that up and we come to church and we're like, I'll take that donut. (laughs) And then you go home, you get in your car and your wife's like, hey, I want Burger King. You're like, I freaking want some freaking Taco Bell, right? Like you don't know how to be honest with it, right? You don't know. It's just in there. But what would happen if you were that honest with God? I'm going to show you two examples of what that would look like. Go ahead and throw up my first one. This is a real scripture reference from Psalm uh, 109, (laughs) verses 1 through 15. I'm going to read them all for you. This is recorded by the psalmist. And this is a real interaction of David being angry at somebody like a, like a main person and their little posse, right? This is really what it says. <laughs> it says, my God, who I praise, do not remain silent for people who are wicked and deceitful have opened their mouths against me. Translation, they run in their mouth, God. They have spoken against me with lying tongues, with words of hatred they surround me. They attack me without cause. In return for my friendship, they accuse me, but I am a man of prayer. They repay me evil for good and hatred for my friendship. And here's where it gets wild, ready? This is honest. Appoint someone evil to oppose my enemy. Let an accuser stand at his right hand when he is tried and let him be found guilty. May his prayers condemn him. Hit that. 
people, yeah. May his days be few. May another take his place of leadership. May his children be fatherless. May his wife be a widow. May his children be wandering beggars. May they be driven from their ruined homes. May their creditors seize all they have. May strangers plunder the fruits of his labor. May no one extend kindness to him, take pity on his fatherless children. May his descendants be cut off. Their names be blotted out for the entire next generation. May the iniquity of his fathers be remembered before the Lord. May the sin of his mama never be blotted out. And may their sins always remain before the Lord that they may blot out their name from the earth. Guys, whoa. That's a real prayer in the Bible. In the Bible. Someone talking to God about somebody in the Bible. I did research on this, right? And I'm reading up about it. And and theologians call this, this passage right here the forbidden scriptures. Because we ain't allowed to talk like this. He literally said, God, there's somebody out here trying me. They're lying on me. They're running their mouth about me. They're spreading rumors about me. They're doing all this stuff. God, kill him. Let's just cut to the chase. Kill him. Let his baby mama be a widow. Let all of his kids be orphans. And when someone try to feed them babies, let them be like, nah, we good. Don't even let the kids eat. Yo. That's anger. That's real. That's brutal honesty. That's, that's right here. That's brutal honesty. Someone's spilling their guts before God. Maybe you're in that place where you feel something intense. We won't tell nobody, right? Just don't pray for him to die. That's weird. Y'all might be in a place like that. Or you might be in a place like this. Run the next one. This is uh, uh, being angry with God. Psalm 88. This is verses 3 through 14. This is really in scripture as well. This is directed at God. It says, I'm overwhelmed with troubles. My life draws me near to death. I'm counted amongst those who go down to the pit. I am like one without strength. I'm set apart with the dead, like the slain who lie in the grave, whom you remember no more, who are cut off from your care. You have put me in the lowest pit, in the darkest depths. Your wrath lies heavily on me. You have overwhelmed me with your waves. You have taken me from my closest friends and have made me repulsive to them. I am confined and cannot escape. My eyes are dim with grief. I call to you, Lord, every day. I spread out my hands to you. I mean, do you show your wonders to the dead? I believe this is sarcasm. Do their spirits rise up and praise you? Is your love declared from the grave, your faithfulness and destruction? Are your wonders known in the place of darkness or your righteous deeds in the land of oblivion? I cry out for your help, Lord. In the morning, my prayers come before you. So why, God, do you reject me and hide your face from me. This is a real prayer. Somebody is really asking God, can you really do all these things that everybody says you can do? If so, why aren't you doing them for me? If so, why in the world am I praying and crying and yelling and screaming at you for help, but you are nowhere to be found? Why? This is real. Many of you, me, have felt things like this before. Just like this before, but we're never able to come to God with it because we feel like we can't. 
well, how is God going to take that? What is God going to think of me if I come to him and I'm like, <laughs> all right, you're the great physician, right? I mean, you can heal people, right? That's what they say, but I never seen it. Oh, my gosh. What would God think of me if I tried him like that? So I know what I'm going to do instead. I'm going to sit right here. I'm going to keep building my frustration. I'm going to keep building my anger. I'm going to keep building all of these things until my heart becomes hard. So maybe when God actually does something and actually answers my prayer, my heart will be so hard towards him that I won't even realize it. There's no coming back. There's no coming back. So for us that do feel like that, probably more than would probably admit or realize, maybe it's so far in the past that you kind of moved on and don't acknowledge it, but it drives some of what you do or how you think. How do we move on from that? How do we address that? How do we come to God and deal with those feelings of shame? I'll be honest. I, I reached that point. When Carmen came to me and was like, you... You can't be like this anymore. It's not you. You're so mad. What are you so mad about? I went, I remember I went on a long walk. I put on some worship music. I remember the song too. I love when, I love when we sing it here. I was actually listening to it this morning in the shower. TMI, I know, sorry. So I put on my headphones. I'm walking down the street. And it's uh, I Will Look Up by Elevation. I can't sing but I'm going to sing for you. You know, it's like, I will look up, but there is none above you. I will okay, yeah, my voice is cracking. I'm done. Okay, so I was walking, and I'm listening to that, and I love the song. I love the song. We, when, whenever we sing it, I'm like, yeah, right? I'm like all about it. I was, I was listening to it, and I was walking, and I was so angry. I was, just, I was so pissed off. I'm just walking, and I'm listening to the song, and I'm like, mm-mm-mm-mm. Mm, 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 mm. And I'm like fighting it, like it's playing, and I'm like, Lord, and I'm not kidding. I promise. As I'm walking, it freaking started raining. Not a cloud in the dead sky. And as I'm walking, it's like, and I was like, oh. And then I just broke. I was like, all right. Check me out, God. And it started low. I probably looked crazy because I had my headphones on. And I was just like moshing in the middle of like a field, right? Like I was walking back to my house. There was like an empty lot. And I'm just walking. And I'm like, all right. So, God, you know what's been going on. You know how angry I am. You know how I feel about them. You know I don't like them. How are they leading a church? How are they lying to people? How are they doing this with, 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 with the money? How are they being dishonest with these things? How are they cooking the books? How are they blah, blah, blah? And I, and I started getting like, as I'm talking and as I'm letting it go, I was like, all right, God, how come people like this get put in a place of leadership when other people that do it the right way are starving trying to feed their families? God, how come I've been praying about this for so long and, and, and I have to teach people about you? I have to tell people how good you are and I'm not seeing it. Like, I know you are in my head, but I'm not feeling that you are in my heart. How come, and I'm just going in, right? And all this, and like, I'm wearing headphones so the outside world is the outside world, but I'm on a public road, so people are probably driving by, and I'm like, 
going in. And that anger in the middle of it, I got it all out, got it all off my chest. And then there was, I walked up to like a, a city bus bench and I sat on the bench and again, I just cried. I hit replay on the song, ran the song back, because this is a good one. And I just cried. And I sat there and I felt God speak to me in that. And so it was just like he was saying, you feel better? If you got more in there, get it out right now. You got more in there? Tell me everything. Tell me everything. You thinking about me? Tell me. You feel it about me? Tell me. You feel it about them? Tell me. You hiding? You really think you're hiding something from me? Tell me. I already know. I want to hear you say it. You tell me. I walked back into the house. It was like I took some vitamin D. I walked in, and I was like, Phones down, went and changed because I was drenched. Carmen sitting on the couch. And she was like, you all right? I'm good. <laughs> went and laid down, went to sleep. I was still angry, but I was getting there. Guys, unresolved anger is a burden. Frustration is a burden. Bitterness is a burden. And if I remember correctly, Jesus tells us, to cast our burdens on him. It's too heavy for you to carry alone. I know from my own experience. It's too much. It's like tying weights around your neck and jumping in a swimming pool. You might think you could tread. You won't. It's a matter of time before it pulls you under. Jesus says, cast your burdens on him. You might be feeling anger towards somebody. That's fine. That's fine. That's okay. That is okay. It's also okay to tell God that you are. You might be feeling like that towards God himself. You might be doubting God himself. You might be angry at what God's doing himself. And that's okay. No ifs, ands, or buts. That is okay. You are allowed to feel like that. But you got to bring it to him. Jesus says, give it to me. Tell me. Let's deal with this. Are we allowed to feel angry at others? Yeah. Get married. You'll be, okay. <laughs> Are we allowed to be angry at God? Yeah. Get married. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Why? <laughs> I'm kidding. No, no. <laughs> okay. So here's what the, uh, the Psalms also say about this. Go ahead and run my last verse. Psalm 34, 18 says this. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted, and he saves those who are crushed in their spirit. I want you guys to know the same person that wrote all these, or this is the same person that wrote all these. You're allowed to feel angry like this. You're allowed to feel angry like this. But then you'll also come to a place of resolve like this. God brings hope to those things. Does he always bring quick understanding? No. But he brings hope to it. Uh, if the band wants to come up, you guys can. I, I was thinking about this as I was writing this last time. I'm not going to lie. I, um, I was at the wedding. Like I said, I was, I was shaking it. They put on Hey Yeah, that's my song. Hey Yeah. And when they do that, <laughs> all right now, fellas, yeah. Ice go. 
All right, now, ladies. Yeah. That's my favorite part. I'm, I'm like one of the ladies in that spot. Don't quote me on that, but <laughs> don't at me. Ladies, yeah. Let me some sugar. I am your neighbor. Right, ladies, like, shake it. Shake. And when he says shake it, I'd be like, mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> I'm not lying to you. I was dripping sweat off my nose. I was like, <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> but I, I came here after that, right? <laughs> after all that, I had to sit in my office and get in the mindset of, of thinking about this. And it reminded me of something that happened just this week with my daughter. If you guys don't know, who are we kidding? You know, Olivia. She's four. She's four. She looks, <coughs> I think she looks just like me, but everybody says she's a perfect mix. Whatever, okay? She acts just like me. She's wild, okay? And she's, she's pretty, like, zesty too, okay? Zesty. And she was wiling out at school. She goes Monday through Thursday. Wednesday, I went to pick her up. And she's wiling out. Her teacher's, like, very by the book. Her teacher's very, like, like black and white, right? And she's like, um, Mr. Cologne, um, when you leave, I need to talk to you. And I was like, straight, all right. Get her bag. Go on, baby. Walk out. Mm. So, had a little bit of a listening problem today. <laughs> when they said that, I was like, Olivia, stay right. <laughs> and Olivia goes. <laughs> and I went. A <laughs> little bit of a listening problem today. And I said, oh, Yeah. Like what? Well, she was spitting. Like what? Like, or no, she was going. Imagine this interaction. The teacher's going. I said, "What?" She goes, "Yeah, she." And she thought it was the funniest thing. I looked down at Olivia, and Olivia was like, "She's like, so if you could talk to her, that'd be great." I was like. You bet. <clears throat> At which point, I didn't talk to her. I went home, and I said, Carmen, you got to talk to her, because I can't do it. I think it's funny, too. <laughs> I'm not lying, either. And so, <laughs> so she, uh, she talks to her, and I mean, Olivia's the most tender, tender kid ever. Carmen goes, were you? Were you spitting? And Olivia goes. And Carmen's like, like she's great. She's like, no, 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 no. Were you spitting? All right. Listen. No TV for the rest of the night. No color. She's an artist, man. She's an artiste. No coloring for the rest of the night. And if I hear about it again, no TV or coloring or any fun stuff for a whole day. Do you hear me? She goes, right, daddy? Carmen goes, right, daddy? And I said. <laughs> at, which, at which point, and this is how tender Olivia is. Olivia stands up and she's like. And just runs to her room, throws herself face down on the bed and just. Aah! I was like, dang, that was harsh. 
So the next day we go, we go back to the school. I go back to the school. And I walk up. Mr. Cologne, when you leave, I got to talk to you again. I, I walked in, and here's how I know she done messed up. Because as soon as I walked in, Olivia, did, Olivia usually jumps up, and she goes, Daddy! And she runs over to me, and I pick her up, and I give her a hug, and it's like a movie. And I walked in, and I, and I looked over at Olivia, and I said, come on. She's just sitting there. Come on. She like walked over, grabbed her bag. She walked over to me. I'm walking behind her. I'm like pushing her back. And she just stops. I didn't listen today. And I was like, oh, is that what she about to tell me? Uh, yeah. Okay. Thank you for the heads up. Pound it. We walk out. Mr. Cologne. She wasn't spitting. <laughs> but she was, she was not being a very good listener. So at lunchtime, we had to actually move her to her own table. What? Yeah, she just kept being mean to her friends, and we cannot be mean to our friends. So we had to move her to another table to eat by herself because she wasn't listening. She'd be like gradually whispering, and I'm like. (laughs) I looked at Olivia. I said, is that true? I was like, I can still see you when you do that. Is that true? She's like, and I was like, let's get in the car. You know what we got to do? We drove home. I said, Carmen, you better talk to her. She goes, what? What happened? What happened? I said, she wasn't listening again. Carmen goes, you weren't listening again? Sit down. Olivia sits down, already crying. No TV, no blah, blah, blah. Sends her to a room. Olivia's crying. Uh, it it kind of got foiled because we picked Monroe up too. So I'm like, nothing fun for you tonight. And Monroe's like, let's play. And Olivia's like, okay. <laughs> but the next day, we actually cracked down the entire day, an entire 24 hours, no TV. That's punishment for me because Olivia watches anything. So if I watch basketball, she watches basketball. So I literally cannot watch TV or she gets to watch TV. So the whole house was on lockdown. At the end of the night, she comes up to me. Carmen's gone. She comes up to me and she goes, and this is, this is the whole thing I'm getting at. She comes up to me and she says, she climbs up on my lap. She turns, she looks at me and she goes, she never talks like this. She goes, do you want a kiss? I said, of course I want a kiss. She gave me a kiss. She said, you know, I still love you, Right? And I said, yeah, thank you. She said, and I said, and I love you. And she said, so why are you so mad at me? And I was like, I'm not, I'm not mad at you. She's like, yeah, but you took this from me and you took that from me. And I asked you to do this and you said, no, all these things. Why are you so, why are you mad at me? And I said, I'm not mad at you. Sometimes you just got to learn, right? She said, yeah. And I said, do you get that? She said, yeah. And I said, but I'm not mad at you. And I gave her a big hug. I kissed her on the cheek. And we just sat there. And I tickled her. And we laughed and all that. And it reminded me, guys, 
we can hold those feelings for so long that you start to talk yourself into thinking that God is mad at you or that God's keeping things from you. And all God wants you to do is climb up on his lap and go, hey, I, I want this, man. Like, I want to talk to you. I want you to talk to me. I, I'm, I'm acting like this because I feel like you're not giving me anything here. I feel like you're not, you love me, right? God wants you to bring these to him so he can look back at you and go, of course I love you. I love you no matter what. If Olivia never told me that, I never would have thought that she interpreted that like I was not loving her or like I was super angry at her. Guys, it's the same thing with God. God's your father, your loving father. He wants you to come to him, be open with him, no matter how you're feeling. Because when you do that, he can draw you in again. He can heal you of that again. He can show you otherwise. But as long as you keep that from him, he can never address it. And you'll never be healed from him. I pray this morning that you guys, if you're where I was like a year and a half ago, and when they threw that Slurpee at my car, <laughs> I almost relapsed. I pray that this morning, if you hear something, you hear this, that God is a loving father. He doesn't care how outrageous your emotions are to you. They don't surprise him. He wants you to lay him down so you can give him that weight. He'll take that weight. And in exchange, he'll give you healing and peace. Let me pray for you. Lord, I love you. I thank you, God, that... You're not afraid of our emotions. You're not afraid of our craziest feelings. God, you don't get scared when we uh, tell you how we feel. You don't run from those things. God, those things don't make you disturbed. Those things don't make you unclean. God, instead, when we bring those things to you, God, you bring restoration to us. You bring peace to us. You bring healing to us. You bring clarity to us. And God, even if we're not at that place, where we're able to even receive those kind of things, God, at least bring us to the place where we can say, man, I am mad right now. I'm dealing with it right now. But God, right now, I want you to interrupt all that, and I just want you, you to direct me in this. I'm not, I'm not over this. I'm not over this. But God, I'm willing to try. Help me to take those first steps. I believe you're going to say back to us, it's okay. I love you. Let's work on this together. I pray that's a reality for anyone here today that's struggling with that. I ask in your name, Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Central Church Podcast. We hope this has encouraged you, inspired you, and you experience life change. If you are unable to attend our Sunday gatherings but still want to support this faith community, visit our giving page at centralchurch.cc. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe.